Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's time to step inside the Octagon with your host, Ike Feldman. What's up, everybody? What's up, fight fans? It is your boy, Ike Feldman, at Ike Feldman on Twitter, at Ike Dagon, everything. LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. What is it? TikTok. I got a whole bunch of things. I got business cards, at Ike Dagon, everything. A lot to talk about. Khabib Namagamedov retires from coaching. Jake Paul signs with the PFL. Woo! What is he going to do there? We got a lot to discuss on that topic. Al Jermaine Sterling announces an injury. Gervonta Davis wins against Garcia. Not Ryan Garcia, unfortunately. What else? UFC Fight Night 217 or UFC Vegas 267 preview. Kelvin Gaslam out. Sean Strickland steps in. To now do the snake draft if anybody does fantasy football. But the back-to-back headline events, 2022, wrapped up with a Sean Strickland main event. And now 2023 kicks off with a Sean Strickland main event inside the UFC. If you guys want to get inside the Octagon, get involved. Tweet me. Message me. Nice stuff. Or not nice stuff. It could be vile. Uh, I like all opinions because I like to dissect things and get to the root of all issues. And then maybe we can come to some type of compromise. Maybe. But if you have the balls or the ovaries and you want to go head to head with me, give me a call. 646-820-9848. I expect my mother to call. Uh, She's going to tell me why am I not answering my cell phone. Well, mom, I'm in the basement. Mom. Get to Twitter. Oh, man. Life is good, guys. Happy New Year. For MMA fans, uh, UFC fans, it's been a tough go uh, already with Dana White slapping his wife. Disgusting. With Phil Baroni in an alleged murder situation of his girlfriend. Uh. What else? The UFC price hike uh, for their pay-per-view events. Ugh, man, it's just it's it's been a very filthy time to be a consumer of high-level professional mixed martial arts. But luckily, I am here to ease you guys into the new year with some news and notes. Starting off with Khabib retiring from coaching. Now, for those of you that are unfamiliar, Khabib retired after UFC 254 in October of 2020. Following the Justin Gaethje, I believe it was a triangle uh, submission victory. That was his first fight ever without his dad on this planet. Father Namagamedov, father's plan, as Coach Javi would always say in Khabib's corner, And Khabib made a promise to his mother that that fight and that victory against Justin Gaethje, improving him to 29-0, and would be his last competitive match ever. And he has kept to his word. We are now over two years since that promise to his mother. 
And he, he stayed active, stayed training, though he bulked up. Khabib became the bear. Um, he stuck around with the training and the coaching of Umar Nurmagomedov and, of course, Islam Makachev and the whole other slew of Nurmagomedovs and Ovs in that wonderful gym of AK and Dagestan. But Khabib now is stepping away from coaching. 2022, he was nominated for MMA Junkies Co-Coach of the Year with Javier Mendez. If you guys, again, are not familiar with what Khabib has done in the coaching corner, he was there for Islam Makachev's victories over, what was it, uh, Bobby Green, Drew Dober, uh, who else? Uh, yeah, from the Bobby Green, he got the title fight against Charles Oliveira and... Umar Nurmagomedov got a huge victory at Bellator 289, if I remember correctly, this past November, where uh, Umar, I'm saying, excuse me, Usman Nurmagomedov, uh, where he beat Pitbull be to become the Bellator lightweight champion. So Khabib, deservedly so, it, it wasn't much uh, for publicity. Maybe in the past it was people were joking around. Where Khabib was two and zero in 2021, or maybe he was four and one. And no, he is legitimately on the mats in the trenches with these guys. So it is well deserved for uh, the Eagle to be presented as co-coach of the year. That coming via MMA Junkie and the crew over there. So much respect to Khabib. You know, I I tried to try to picture myself in, I don't know, in their, their shoes all the time, whether it's good or bad, whether it's Conor McGregor, Nate Diaz, Khabib. Could I see myself living their life? Which style or lifestyle would I attract to the most? Conor McGregor, the, the self-belief, the uh, brash attitude, the outspokenness, the very witty on the mic, uh, super talented in certain fields, certain arts, outweighing the others, boxing way more than wrestling and jiu-jitsu for Conor. Do I see myself fitting in the lifestyle of Nate Diaz, kind of a misfit misunderstood, an outcast in a sense, tough going head-to-head -head with upper management, can't strike a deal, always, cardio like a mother, the biggest dog inside uh, out of anybody that's competed, tough as nails, very cheeky in some of his responses, very smart. Very uh, casual, monotone, and Khabib, uh, faithful, uh, strong-willed, focused, disciplined. Which of those fighters have I gravitated towards the most? Is Yeah, I, I consider myself witty on the mic, like Connor. Yeah, I consider myself to be unapologetically myself like Nate Diaz and not conforming. But above all, I consider myself to be a man of strong faith, 
self-belief and discipline and family above all. And that is Khabib Nurmagomedov. And that is somebody that I gravitate towards his lifestyle and respect him immensely. Not only for what he's done inside the UFC cage, I believe he went 11-0 in the UFC. And with that math, he went 18-0 prior to joining the UFC. And the respect that he's had for his parents, training under his father, following the plan, father's plan, understanding the path and believing in his father's words and vision and executing it literally perfectly. And in the same regard, respecting his mother, that she, he's probably, he definitely did see the the heavy heart um, from his mother. And he respected her wishes. And then also being the the teammate, uh, prompting up Islam Makachev, not making it about himself. Even though Khabib is an owner and a promoter for Eagle FC, his name, it still feels that he enjoys kind of knocking down the wall and letting everybody walk through the wall first before he does. And I respect that, like, completely. So when Khabib says he's going to take off 2023 from coaching, one, you believe him. You believe it's a done deal and we won't see him in Islam or Usman's corner maybe for another year. Even though Islam Makachev has a gigantic fight against Alexander Volkanovsky, a super fight, if you want, a champion versus champion fight. Khabib is, again, making sure his family, his bread and butter, his blood and bones, what helped him get to every single level that he's achieved in his life, his family, first and freaking foremost. So I respect it. I respect it highly. I've had the privilege and the honor to communicate face-to-face with Khabib for interviews, pleasantries, uh, multiple times. I believe three or four times I've uh, interviewed the Eagle, and each of them were pleasant. He's extremely smart, well-spoken in English, uh, very funny, very witty, uh, so confident. Trust that he put in enough work in his training camp that it's it's time to have fun under the bright lights. And uh, I, I respect Khabib highly, if you guys can't tell by now. So Khabib saying that he is retiring from coaching for this coming year. You have to respect it. You have to respect it. Now, with that being said, do not worry, Khabib fans. Javier Mendez, a man who's been in the corner of Cain Velasquez, Daniel Cormier, Luke Rockhold, Khabib Nurmagomedov, Usman Nurmagomedov, many champions and great fighters out of American Kickboxing Academy in San Jose, California. Javier Mendez is not retiring or stepping away. He will be in the corner of Islam Makachev come February 12th. I believe that fight 
is slated for the the Makachev Volkanovski fight. So, Khabib fans, Islam fans, AKA fans, have not worry. Coach Javi is is still in the driver's seat. So that's not the biggest news in terms of clicks or headlines that I'm going to be covering on this episode of the Ictagon. The next topic is, it is a Jake Paul sighting. That is the most clicks. He is a a lightning pole, a disruptor as he calls himself. Um, But I felt I owed it to Khabib to just show that much more of respect by making sure his topic was first and foremost. Because again, guys, as I said on the latest podcast, again, check it out on the Octagon YouTube page where you're watching this or check it out on the Apple, Spotify, uh, Echo podcast. I'm big in Singapore and they all listen on their Apple iPhone. Um, so yeah, shout outs to my Singapore fans and my Apple uh, podcast fans. Go back and check. It was a Black Friday last Friday when I recorded my thoughts, my feelings on Dana White slapping his wife and all the horrible headlines that have been in MMA recently. So go check that out if you want some Morbid news and uh, my thoughts on that. But Khabib is a bright light in the world of combat sports, and I, I respect them highly. Switching gears. Jake Paul signs with the PFL. That's right. Jake Paul has officially signed to the PFL. He says he's going to box on his own. Uh, a promotion. Uh, I don't It should be Nate Diaz. He teased in this. It's a six minute uh, video. But he teased in this video that he is. Uh, maybe I could find it where he wants to. Strike a contract with. Nate Diaz do one boxing match. Here we go. Yeah, I think I I got it. So, I like it. I like it a lot. That's ballsy and smart at the same time. Box Nate Diaz. You will have about a 10 to 15 pound advantage still. Uh, Nate Diaz will be the youngest opponent that Jake Paul has fought. But this is going for uh, 6-0 and or 7-0, and I-, I believe Jake Paul is. He's slowly climbing the ranks. I I did some research. If you look at Ryan Garcia's history, there are guys in the the first seven or ten fights of his career that have records of three and 19 or four and eight. This is normal boxing stuff. I think what Jake Paul doing is more crazier than what boxers are doing. 
uh, championship boxers, current champions, what they did on the rise. Because Jake Paul is headlining shows at 3-0, 4-0, 5-0, 6-0, selling out major sports arenas as the headliner. Facing champions, yes, not boxing champions, MMA champions, with Ben Askren, Tyron Woodley, and Anderson Silva. But it takes a certain type of confidence and mindset to be a champion and to perform on a big stage. So Jake Paul, I think he would uh, stampede through a quote-unquote uh, 5-0 and legitimate boxer, somebody who has 50 amateur fights, somebody who can uh, uh, look way crisper than Jake Paul at the point. But do they fold under the bright lights? Maybe. Maybe. What Jake Paul doing is doing is wildly impressive and he's going after these top dogs in MMA. It could be Jorge Masvidal next. Um, but you got to give him credit. You got to give him credit. He's doing everything that he's saying he's going to do. We're going to see about the, the fighters union, but Jake Paul fighting Nate Diaz is an upgrade from Anderson Silva. It's 10 years younger. You got a guy with nonstop cardio who has a legitimate boxing pedigree, albeit in MMA, but he trains uh, countless hours of boxing. He's done it alongside his brother, Nick Diaz, who has excellent boxing uh, for mixed martial arts. Uh, Andre Ward, who is one of the greatest boxers we've seen in this century. Andre Ward has always spoken highly of the Diaz brothers' hands. Uh, and spoken highly as them as boxers. So Nate Diaz uh, versus Jake Paul is, is an excellent fight. I don't want to hear that he's fighting these old guys, uh, MMA guys, uh, guys that are just prominent stars in a, in a different sport. He's five or six and zero, oh, and he's doing this. Give the man some credit. Okay, by the time he's ten and zero, oh, twelve and, or, or ten fights, twelve fights, fifteen fights. Uh, I'm sure the competition is going to be extremely different, different, and you got to give him credit. You got to give him credit. Let me know your thoughts on Jake Paul. Do you guys despise everything that Jake Paul does? Do you understand the path, the trajectory that he's on in terms of his athletic career? Let me know your thoughts. 646-820-9848. Jake Paul is saying that he wants to disrupt MMA. He's disrupted boxing. There's no doubt about that. He was a co-promoter with Eddie Hearn. I'm sure, uh, sure boxing fans have heard of Eddie Hearn. To make the first headlining all-women's event, boxing event, at Madison Square Garden this uh, uh, about eight months ago, April 2022. And that was uh, Amanda Serrano, Katie Taylor, one of the greatest fights of the year. Uh, one of the greatest fights we've seen in many years. It was just pure heart and effort, skill. The crowd was just raucous from what I've heard from people who were in the building and just seeing the atmosphere on TV. Give Jake Paul some credit before you want to disparage him or knock down everything he's done in terms of his uh, promoting style or in terms of his, again, athletic career. So let me know your thoughts. 646-820-9848. Give Jake Paul his due. And you have to give this man his due. 
if he fights Nate Diaz in a two-fight deal where the first fight is in boxing, the square circle, and then the next fight is in the PFL cage, he'll yeah, Jake Paul wrestled a little in high school. Yeah, uh, Nate Diaz is primarily a striker, uh, a, a striker who primarily just uses his hands in boxing. It is smart. It is very smart. And not many people have had that point that Jake Paul is picking a fight with somebody who is not necessarily going to take him down. And good luck to Nate Diaz trying to take down a 15-pound heavier fighter closing the distance. Jake Paul will have the power advantage in that fight. And somebody who does have a credentialed wrestling background. I believe Jake Paul finished fifth in uh, the state of Ohio in wrestling. So ain't no easy fight for Nate Diaz. And I like it. I, I like it a lot. Uh, I have respect for Jake Paul. Has he done everything he says he's going to do? We will see with the fighters union. But everything else Check, 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 check. I think he's done a phenomenal job, and this is a a big win for PFL. So much respect to the PFL. Uh, is it Dan Murphy? I forget their uh, their owner, but shout-outs to Ray Cepho, uh for getting this deal done, bringing more eyeballs, and in my opinion, assuring that the PFL will stay with the ESPN family. This is this is an excellent move. At a time when they needed a clutch move, you need to stay on the ESPN platform. You get the runoff of the UFC fans. Makes a ton of sense that the PFL stays on the ESPN platform. And what do you know? They kick off the year with Jake Paul under their banner. Great job, PFL. And good luck to Jake Paul. Excited to see what you got next. You're a young lightning rod in the world of combat sports and i respect everything you're doing you will really knock it out of the park if you have a fighters union and work on your grammar and pronunciation i know i'm no wordsmith Uh, i know a few words but if you're doing a video that's gonna garner millions and millions of views uh can you recut something please please i think you know what i'm talking about all right moving on Local legend, yes, he is a legend now that he is a champion, and he is an active legend. That is UFC champion, bantamweight champion, Al Jermaine Funkmaster Sterling announces an injury. Where, where is it? I got it right here. This comes courtesy of at the UG, which is the MMA underground, uh, courtesy of MixedMartialArts.com. Wow, what a domain name. But... At the UG posted Algerman Sterling on his podcast, the weekly scraps like download the weekly scraps. Shout out to the Jake fine reports that his partially torn bicep will not allow him to fight in March. Here is the audio.
All right, Aljo can kind of drift in his rants. That is how beautiful his mind is, how he sees everything from the sides of all. Um, the many angles or sides. He, he sees the whole picture is my point. And so some inside information, a fighter I'm uh, very, very cool with had a full torn bicep injury over the summer and it's taken him about six months to be ready to sign a fight contract so playing timeline timmy it is january 11th you imagine that this happened a couple of days ago and al Jermaine has just come to grips with the idea that he will not be fighting in Perth or Vegas in March and that the original June timeline is a strong possibility. The only difference between the fighter friend that I'm very cool with is that that was a full tear, I believe, and this is a partial tear. And that has taken about six months to get ready to sign a fight contract, which you could imagine he's about six to eight more weeks out. Uh, so that could be almost two more months, which is eight total. The partial, I'm, I'm no doctor, even though I'm Jewish, I'm no doctor. Al Jermaine Sterling saying that there's a partial tear. Does that mean that's four months, five months? Uh, is June a real possibility? Yeah, I would hope so. I would hope so because the the annoyance of the vitriol, the online vitriol, is going to be nonstop. And it already started. As soon as this video was pushed out, Cheeto Vera, Henry Cejudo, Sugar, Sean O'Malley all jumped on Al Jermaine Sterling. Um, and gave their opinion. Is Aljermaine Sterling injury prone after the 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 wrist injury, the neck surgery, and now a partially torn bicep? Is he injury prone? I'd say no. If he does not fight. In June, and he has to vacate the title and not come back till late summer or fall. Then I'd say, yeah, he, yeah, he's injury prone. This has taken uh, a toll on him these last three years, uh, leading up to the wrist and neck surgery. He did not miss any time, and he was very active. And he admitted that following that neck surgery, he became a different animal. And we saw that in the Peter Jan rematch and, of course, the TJ Dillashaw absolute mauling. So you have to respect Al Jermaine Sterling's word on this. And he, I'm sure Sean Shelby, Mick Maynard, Hunter Campbell, Dana White can go kick rocks right now. I'm sure those three that I mentioned are talking to Aljo and be like, what's realistic? What are the doctors saying? Is it April? Is it May? Is it June? We cannot go past July. We are holding up a division. We have a young, budding superstar on the verge of absolute global stardom 
sitting in the wings in Sugar Sean O'Malley. Please fill us in on when you plan to come back and defend that bantamweight title. Please. Uh, we would appreciate that, Mr. Sterling. We have the Cheeto Vera rematch with Sugar Sean. You have the... And if I said Sugar Shane, forgive me, guys. Uh, Snoop Dogg said Sugar Shane, and now that's stuck in my head. I, I recently heard that on Rogan. Um, but you also have Henry Cejudo planning to come back. Henry Cejudo should take his time. There is absolutely no rush. My man, you have not fought in two-plus years. May of 2020, uh, after retiring at UFC 249 when he beat down Dominic Cruz, uh you should be the least chirpful. Uh, I know those belts or the title shots are rightfully yours uh, as a two-division UFC champion, as an Olympic gold uh, winner. Uh, You've earned it, but take your time, man. You had a kid. I had a kid. Uh, I understand how uh, busy your schedule is. You're also coaching. just take your time. Take your time. Maybe he's running on the adrenaline so high that he's not giving himself time to heal and rest, which he should to let his body recoup, uh, especially with the long time off that he had. So Henry Cejudo, out of all the bantamweights or top bantamweights that are chirping for a title shot, especially now with Aljamain announcing the, the bicep injury, cool it, Henry. I do like the idea of Cheeto Vera, Marlon Cheeto Vera, getting that rematch against Sugar Sean O'Malley. Make it a five-round non-title main event for a pay-per-view. I I think that's, there you go. I I think that's huge. And then you could do a a fun co-main event and a fun undercard. I I think that's huge. If you do Sugar Sean O'Malley versus Cheeto Vera as a non-title main event, very similar to the Colby Covington-Jorge Masvidal fight, I love it. I freaking love it. Are they going to throw an interim title strap on it? Possibly. But if Al is saying that he'll be back in June, that's that's a little weird in my opinion. You're doing a March interim title fight, and then you're going to do the June, the, the unification title fight. Then you're getting a little desperate, and I will call you out on that. Give Al Jermaine Sterling uh, some credit here and some patience here because Sugar Sean O'Malley should be shutting up when it comes to calling out Henry Cejudo. He should be absolutely keeping a peep when it comes to calling out Al Jermaine Sterling, is he an idiot? Did we not just see Peter Yan take him down? A guy who Al Jermaine Sterling wrestled and jujitsued for four plus rounds. Did we not see that? And you, you're ready to fight Sterling. You're ready to fight Cejudo. My man, my Sugar Shane Sean man. Take it easy, brother. Relax. Reload. Refocus. Listen to Jocko Willie podcast. Every Tuesday on Apple and Spotify. Relax, my man. Relax. Go train wrestling. With Cheeto Vera, that's the fight. Maybe it's uh it's a, a chess move or maybe it's an ego thing. Why he's not calling out Cheeto? Because this fight seems to have all the makings of just 
wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, sign the contract. Let's get this going. Let's get the promotional wheels going. Uh, I think it's, I think it's right there. So a lot is connected to Algermain uh, Sterling in that division. It's many people's favorite division in MMA because of the skill, the, the cardio, the characters. Um, so a lot of pressure on Algermain Sterling's back. But as we've seen, he deals with it extremely, extremely well uh, with the bullying that happened following the Yan fight with uh, that neck surgery, making the scales in, in the rematch with beating Jan, uh, with dealing with TJ Dillashaw quite abruptly. Aljamain Sterling now faces more adversity to overcome. It's been a, uh, it's been a, it's been a will testing run. That's, that's the best way how I would describe Aljamain Sterling's title run. Because he's being tested mentally, physically, and spiritually in this title title run. So, yeah, good luck to Aljo. Rest up, heal up. I will not be doing any neck cranks on you, brother. Not that I've ever rolled with you. But uh, I do see you on the mats. I will do no sneak attack neck cranks. Not that I've ever done those either. Real quick, Javante Davis wins. He had some negative headlines, domestic violence-related headlines. He did not beat Ryan Garcia. He beat Hector Garcia, different Garcia. Uh, is the Ryan Garcia fight the alter ego of Hector next, which would probably be the biggest fight in boxing uh, this year? If you can't make... Tyson Fury and Anthony Joshua, Gervonta Davis versus Ryan Garcia is the next biggest fight. Everybody wants to see it. Make it happen because then maybe we could get the Errol Spence, Terrence Crawford fight, and this could really get the wheels going for uh, 2023. So March, April, if Gervonta is is, uh, ready to do it, I'm sure Ryan is. So I'd love to see it. Finally, UFC Fight Night 217 or UFC Vegas 67 is this weekend. Kelvin Gastelum is out against Imavov, uh, Nasserine Imavov, if I remember. Uh, my apologies if I'm forgetting a consonant or a vowel. I will buy one. Kelvin Gastelum is showing that he has a mouth injury, but when he posted his photo, it looked like he had very severe staff. So, you don't want anybody fighting in their compromise, whether that's antibiotics or whether there's a chance of spreading the infection. Who steps in? As I mentioned at the top of the show, Sean Strickland, the American badass. I don't know if that's his nickname, but it should be. He's one of the fan favorites for the UFC community and fight uh, fans. Uh, this is a ballsy move. Yes, it's going to be at 205. Now, a lot of you may not know this, but Sean Strickland trains like a madman. He did have a tough go. Seemed like he couldn't get his offense uh, off against Jared Cannonier in mid-December. It seemed like he was a beat behind and uh, was being caught uh, in between his movements. Seemed like he wasn't focused, wasn't present, and then was uh, physically frustrated following that uh, unanimous decision loss to Jared Cannonier. 
but he has a chance to right the wrong against the tall, lanky, athletic, very slick kickboxer, uh, very good cardio, some power on his punches in Nasruddin Imavov. Can Strickland pull it off? I like it. I like it. He's obviously defensively sound, minus the Alex Pereira fight, but Pereira's taken out everybody. He can't hold too much weight against Sean Strickland for that decision against Pereira. He is a marauder and has taken out everybody in his path. Um, and shout-outs to Pereira uh, for bringing back the title to his indigenous tribe in Brazil. That was a pretty cool photo um, where he's got uh, the, I don't know, the traditional paint and garb on. It just awesome pick. Uh, could have been a movie studio putting the whole thing together, but it, it looked phenomenal. And shout-outs to Pauta, Patau, whatever the hell his nickname is. Shout out to Alex Pereira. Um, but yeah, minus that outcome for Sean Strickland in his fight against Alex Pereira, uh, statistically speaking, he was the most defensively sound fighter in the UFC's middleweight division. I expect the same. Seems like he can be in his own head at times. Similar to Curtis um, Action Man, uh, Chris Action Man Curtis. They seem if they have a the right dance partner, their offense and defense can just be absolutely beautiful. As we've seen with Curtis, look at the the polar opposite fights with the Jack Hermanson fight and then the Joaquin Buckley fight. Uh, Chris Curtis had a dance partner who was ready to mambo number five, and Chris Curtis sent him reeling and knocked him out. Um, yeah, dance partners matter. Is Imavov going to be tentative and dance around the outside and, and pick apart Sean Strickland with calf kicks, teep kicks, and uh, side karate kicks? Possibly, possibly. Or is Sean Strickland going to make him have to constantly pivot and uh, have lateral movement and not be able to get off offense and Strickland's going to land entering and exiting uh, as Imov, uh, Imovov is trying to evade Strickland's offense. I like Strickland in this fight. Uh, he's got to be an underdog taking the fight on short notice. And he trains like a motherfucker. Okay. There's video footage of him with Dominic Reyes. He obviously is with uh, Chris Actionman Curtis, who's just an excellent striker, always in shape, has a ton of fights and knockouts on his resume. I have no doubt that Sean Strickland, who also lives in Vegas, this fight is in Vegas is ready to get the victory. I don't see this as a misstep like Bisbing versus Kelvin Gaslam, uh, the aforementioned Kelvin Gaslam, where Bisbing fought and lost to GSP in early November and then fought and lost in a vicious way to Kelvin Gaslam just three uh, and a half weeks later. Uh, I've heard Michael Business say this, that he enjoys himself. A lot. I feel like Sean Strickland is a person who hates himself if he is not training or getting better in his craft. With that being said, I love you guys. Thank you for tuning in to another Octagon. Get at me everywhere Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, TikTok, at Octagon everywhere. I K E T A G O N. 
I got business cards now, folks. I got business cards. 646-820-9848. If you would like to leave a voicemail or call the show live when I'm doing the show live, maybe once a week, maybe twice a week. I enjoy the live format. It gets the juices going. And, uh, yeah, I appreciate you guys. And uh, that's it. That's it. That's it. That's another Octagon. Man, that was fun. A lot to talk about always in the world of MMA. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.